0: Hey Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl! Hey, girl! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all! We're back!
1: We are back, and we are happy! We missed y'all so doggone much. How long has
0: it been? I know we lied about that break we were taking. (laughs) (laughs) We needed an extra little something something. Okay. I promise we probably told y'all we were coming back in July, but not quite.
1: (laughs) People have been asking, so uh, what are y'all doing the next podcast? Are y'all done? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we're coming back. We're coming back. We're coming back. So here we are. We are. I, it was a busy summer,
0: and fall is here. Well, winter is here in Chicago. I heard right. y'all got snow.
1: Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, snow for real? Seriously? No, uh, October 31st? I made
0: it out just in time. I was in Chicago last week, y'all. And that is why I booked my trips that way. I said, let me book a trip in October, because come November... It's real sketch, and I'm not even trying to play with y'all in December and January.
1: So, And every year, I say, every winter, I say, I'm moving. I can't take this no more. These winters are horrible. I'm tired of the snow. And every summer, I'm like, summertime, shy. hey, this is the best city in the world. It's so pretty. I love Chicago. Yeah. I get fooled every summer.
0: Well, I got up out of there. That's what I tell everybody. See y'all next spring. It was fun. Can't do it anymore. It is a beautiful, let's see, in Dallas. It's 62 degrees and sunny today.
1: Yay. Uh, yeah, And We're at 44 degrees. So that is, that's warm for us.
0: <laughs> yes, considering. Um, so, yes, you guys, we are back. And, um... We're going to be switching up the format a little, still going to bring you the latest and hot topics, still going to banter about what's going on and what's trending. Um, but instead of weekly, you can expect to hear from us bi weekly um, on the podcast. So um, just be on the lookout every other Monday now for new episodes to drop as we head into the fall and winter season. So Mm -hmm. how was your summer,
1: Renee? My summer was good. I did a lot of traveling for work Mm -hmm. and um, I took advantage of it and started visiting different restaurants and really trying to enjoy my surroundings and be present in the present. At first I was like, oh my God, there's so much travel. I don't know if I like it, but then I realized, you know what? Just take advantage and be happy that you have the opportunity to do this. Go find something different to do or new to do or a new place to eat because, you know, I'm a foodie. Mm-hmm. So I was steady finding new places to eat, taking pictures and just enjoying life and taking it easy. That was my summer.
0: Nice. So was, a hot, was it a hot girl summer, though? Well, I can't say that
1: it was necessarily a hot girl summer, <laughs> but it was like a Mao girl summer. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, what's this- the girl? Well, how was your summer? Did you have a hot girl summer? I
0: did not have a hot girl summer. I'm a little too that's not my thing. <laughs> uh when I looked at what it meant to be having a hot girl summer, that was not approved in my life. So <laughs> <laughs> So I had a chill girl summer per usual. Um, But it was fun. It was my first summer not being in Chicago. Um, And so enjoying like a Texas summer, which was blazing hot, triple digits. But I got to um, in more so before it got too, too hot, really more in like June and July. Did some pool parties with some of my girlfriends. We hopped around the different apartment complexes um, for pool parties. I did a little bit of traveling. I went to Chicago, so I got a little summertime shot in myself. Uh, went to a Cubbies game. and Then I went to Denver. It was my first trip to Denver. and I went out there for a conference and got to enjoy... The Mile High City and a lot of things that Denver is known for. <coughs> so uh, mm-hmm. that, that was that was good. Um, I went to Seattle. I guess yeah, that was kind of still summer when I went to Seattle. And then pretty much for August um, and September, I've just been really like working. It just, it's just been like busy, busy, busy with work and spending time with family um, and just hanging out. So that's it. I am, however, looking forward to the holidays. I'm a holiday person. So I'm like, y'all are finally done with pumpkins and these costumes. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'm tired of seeing y'all pumpkin patch photos. Sorry. But uh, I'm a Christmas girl. So... (laughs) I loved it. It was Mariah Carey posted this video.
1: I oh, that.
0: Yeah, where she's like waking up in her Halloween costume. And the clock goes from October 31st, 1159, November 1st, you know, midnight. And it's like, all, you start hearing the the all I want for Christmas music. And Santa calls her. And she's like, it's time. And I'm like, yes, it is time. I put that on my Facebook yesterday. I'm like, October's over. I want to hear none of bells about no pumpkin spice. Bring on turkey. Bring on family gatherings. Bring on the Christmas tree. Bring on the holiday music, Santa, baby Jesus.
1: Bah humba. Give me at least another week or two.
0: No. And my birthday. So holiday season is here. I, I love Thanksgiving love. though it's i I tell people I respect Thanksgiving it is not my favorite holiday, but I give it the respect that it deserves. I don't believe in putting on my Christmas tree until after Thanksgiving because I
1: respect it <laughs> You're like I respect it I respect <laughs> it oh uh, but but the day after is a whole oh yes sport, right.
0: Oh, that is usually my tradition the day after Thanksgiving to start getting my decorations together. But um, it's it's different here, though, because I will say one thing I do love about the holidays and when I was living in Chicago is the snow and bundled up. It made it all kind of like feel real holiday-ish. We don't have that in Texas. It will get cold. At all? No. It will get cold. 40s, 50s. Boo. But no snow, so it don't really feel holidayish all the time. So I'm going to make my home very holidayish. Enjoy. <laughs> you know what? Maybe maybe I will come visit y'all just to like have a little Winter nostalgia. Maybe I'll come up there and go to Zoo Lights and see the tree at Millennium Park and go to Chris Kendall Market. Those are like the favorite holiday things I love to do in Chicago.
1: It's so much to do.
0: I know. Anyway, so what it's been, uh, aside from our summers that were very mild, um, a lot of other folks have had busy summers. And a lot is going on right now. And speaking of, let's give a shout out to Meg The Stallion. Because while I am not having a hot girl summer, I love Meg The Stallion. Uh, she's a Texas girl. Shout out to H-Town. She got a strong knee game. <laughs>
1: strong knee game. Strong.
0: And I'm like, do you, baby? You are 23 years old. God bless you. I am not of that age anymore. So I'm not trying to keep up with <laughs> This young lady, but um, she was on Saturday Night Live last weekend. Chance the Rapper hosted, and he brought Megan Thee Stallion out this summer. She released um, a hot girl summer track with Nicki Minaj. So, hater or lover, the biggest female rapper now. Shout out to Lil Kim, um, the icon.
1: <laughs> but uh, and, my, and my girl Cardi, because you know I'm a Cardi fan.
0: You are, but I'm just talking about female rappers overall. It's always gonna be Lil Kim. And, my and that's mix.
1: fine. Lil Kim is amazing. Yes. Don't if the pioneers though MC Light and Queen Latifah. Yes.
0: Just uh, saying. Oh, don't even worry. And shout out to Missy. Pepper. But and um,
1: Missy.
0: yeah, but no, Mech has really been about the glow up. I'm really like proud of her. And she's showing the girls that you can be a hot girl summer. But also getting them books for Hot Girl or Hot Nerd Fall. Is that what we're
1: calling she it? She called it Hot Girl Semester.
0: Hot Girl Semester. Okay. So Meg is finishing up her degree at Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. Um, so she lived it up this summer. And I just think she seems like a very genuine, talent, sweet girl. And I'm really happy for all her success. And she got
1: everybody's talking about Hot Girl Summer. She crossed over huge with that. And the one thing I like about her is I saw this video that she posted and she was saying she had just did this concert and went to this party and she was like, it's late, y'all, but I gotta get to the books. And she shook, pulled out her books, like, look, I'm studying. Look, these are my highlights. These are my notes. Like, I'm serious about school. Like, I'm not messing around. So I love that she sends that message to everybody to say, you could still have your hot girl summer, but you still need your hot girl semester at the same time. Yeah. You could do both, just find that balance. So, shout out to Meg for that. Yeah, and go on and wrap
0: that up, Meg, because I think she's been at this a long time. Because <laughs> somebody... <laughs> Let's go on and wrap it up, sis. Because somebody posted a picture of her at Preview like four or five years ago. And that's when it was like, oh. So, I guess she must have taken a break at one point and this, so... Let's go and
1: get them degrees, sis. You know know what? (laughs) Take your time, boo. Whatever works for you. Don't let nobody pressure you into finishing school by a certain time. Whatever works for you is what you do. Because when those pressures get on, they're not the ones who are having to do the studying for you. They're not going to do the homework for you. All of those things. So you do you and take your time.
0: Well, now, she got a career. But if you are somebody who is trying to have a career you do need to hurry up and finish your degree. You ain't got all the time in the world because if your career is going to be... If your career growth is dependent on having a degree, it is very important to finish your degree on time. If it's not and you got uh saturday live appearances of course she can take her time i my understanding is she's getting a business degree so i think it would be great for her to have that and to you know to be able to apply that to her career you know so whatever she's learning in school she can apply that to growing her brand to you know managing her business and her career better Absolutely, just, just come all
1: girl. Just All I'm saying subsist. is, just don't overdo it. But yes, <laughs> school is important. Degrees are important. But yeah, if do that's it what a, you if want, that works for you. Yeah, if that's what she's pursuing,
0: you know, pursue it and finish what you started. You know, um, set the goal, finish it. So we want to see Meg pop locking across the graduation stage. <laughs> with those <laughs> knees I do <laughs> pop lock
1: and a twerk what you want I she mean can
0: do it all she can do <laughs> it all pop lock and twerk sis whatever but <clears> yes she specializes in the twerking <laughs> um okay so Meg the stallion and I guess Lizzo too right she blew up over the summer uh-huh another Houston Texas girl hey I don't know when y'all gonna learn that these Texas girls be doing it, but you know, y'all will learn one day.
1: Well, I mean, I lived in Houston for quite some time, so I do have a love for Houston. I cannot deny. You can
0: represent, you can (laughs) represent. Yeah. Lizzo was born there and was there when she was younger, but she spent, you know, um, I think her adolescence and grown up life in Minnesota, but she's from Houston. Um, but yeah, she's blowing up currently right now. Truth Hurts, number one for, like, the most consecutive weeks for a female rapper. I don't—do you consider her a rapper? Ooh. There's been a lot of talk about that.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I consider her. I haven't really thought about it.
0: Well, i great, too. They gotta be great. I mean, she kind of is sing rapping—
1: I don't know if that's rapping though. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't consider it rapping.
0: Yeah, I think, and it's interesting. So basically this summer when she appeared on the BT awards for Lizzo to be a black woman, her BT awards appearance is really what crossed her over into kind of the African American market. Like her market was very pop. That's how she was categorized. Like the majority of her fans did not look like her as in we're not black people um and so I remember like her being on the BET Awards I had started hearing a little bit about her cause that song Truth Hurts and everybody was saying I just took a DNA test turns out I'm 100% that bit." so I was like oh let me check this girl out but then when she came on the BET Awards I remember a lot of people being like I never heard of this person before um, and so she seemingly blew up over the summer, but she has had a long career. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of folks are like, I don't consider that rap. Because to our point earlier, when we think of rap, we're thinking Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Lil' Kim. And that's not Lizzo. No. But she's not really R&B, like a Beyonce and a Shanty or something. I would put her in a hip-hop category, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess falls under it. But I think, obviously, for the purposes of getting her accolades, you know, they're putting her in the female rap category. Um And she's been able to pass up Iggy Azalea, which is, I'm like, okay, now this is just all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, she's trying to surpass Iggy Azalea, Fancy. And I'm like, why is she... And I'm just like, you know, throw the whole chart away. <laughs> because
1: that's a problem. I mean, I, I liked the uh, Fancy song. And Everybody I liked Iggy Azalea like as far as her rhyming skills are concerned. Um, I didn't really care for her other than that. I could take her or leave her. She's not anything in my top of anything. Right. But... I mean, I give her credit for what she did accomplish. It was a bop. Yeah. It was a bop.
0: Yeah. Well, currently T.I. is uh, talking about how he seemingly regrets, you know, working with her. And he says that after she crossed over and when the white people started checking for her, that she changed.
1: Well, maybe she did. I mean, I don't know, but I think, I don't think that he, I think he regrets the way she acted. I don't think he regrets necessarily working with her. I think that he couldn't control her mouth and popping off at different people and really not knowing how to control her temper and stuff like that. So she said things that she probably later regretted and that he also regrets that happened as well. And he didn't have a way to control that. For his artist and Mm. make it better for her, so I think that's what he regrets. I don't think he necessarily regrets the money he made off of it. That's somebody else.
0: Yeah, that's somebody else, and I think that's what she said because they've gotten into a little Twitter beef around it, Um, and she made comments, and that's what it was. It was just like at the end of the day, you got your coinage, sir. So, and there were people maybe. (laughs) Well, and there were people that maybe to his point that once she kind of crossed over and quote unquote white people started checking for her, that probably perhaps helped you because those people didn't know who you were before and she could have helped you to cross over. I feel like, you know, T.I. was kind of already a crossover, but there's probably still a segment of people who did not, you know, know him and respect the genre that is trap rap. But <laughs> through Iggy's Zelia and finding out her connection with him, you know, possibly discovered him. Right. So, I mean, you know, it was a business deal, but you're right. Like, I think he did start to feel maybe embarrassed by some of her antics, you know, especially being that she was not a black woman and in this rap game and some of the stuff that she was saying started to become very much like
1: heavy on the mayonnaise girl sit down. That's funny. Oh, well, speaking of business deals, let's talk about the business deal that Tyler Perry has built a whole table for enough for the whole black race to sit at. He, he for everybody black. Not is wow. he rooting for everybody black, he building a table for everybody. He has built the table for everybody black. So, he has built a
0: table, a living room set, a four bedroom house. He has built Disneyland for the entertainment industry.
1: Absolutely. And my hat is off to him and congratulations to this man. This man I know.
0: <laughs> right. Sorry to this man. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> we know who he is. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I could have got an invite. The three days of watching the grand opening of the Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta, like everybody that was there, just the, it just was like, I wish I had some kind of connection and I could have been there. One day it's going to happen. Yeah. So the studio is apparently the largest movie studio,
1: period. Of all three put together of the big three.
0: Yep. Yep. Of, like, yep, all the three, like, probably, like, what is it, like, Paramount, MGM, Warner Brothers. So, largest movie studio, period, and then only one owned by a black man. So, only one owned by a black man. He goes big, and I got to, I mean, much respect. If you're going to do it, why not do it big?
1: Exactly. And not only that, he's getting movies made that people in highly black Hollywood gets turned away. He's making roles for people in black Hollywood that they never would have had leading roles for that directors. He's giving opportunities to up and coming people. One of my favorite internet companies, um, not internet companies, internet couples. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, Deval Ellis has a, a role in one of his new shows on BET sisters. So people who are getting, you know, they're getting, they're getting known, they're growing. He's growing people's businesses, people's lives, people's careers. So you cannot do anything but love that man for what he's doing and congratulate him to keep going because he's has, he's, I don't even think that, I think it's just starting from the very beginning and it's going to keep going up here. Well,
0: and I like that you said that you can't do anything but be proud of him because what I will say is, over the years a lot of people have had things to say about Tyler Perry's content of his films and TV shows. I watched the first episode of Sisters and all I will say is that you know I understand a lot of the feedback that he has gotten over the years. But what you can say is that he has he has made a space for people to grow their careers. And no matter how you may feel about the content, what he is doing is historic. And I think the main thing I loved about um, the grand opening ceremonies is that Spike Lee was there. Mm -hmm. And Spike Lee has long been a critic of his, based on what I just said. The content, as we all know, Spike Lee does very deep, quote-unquote, woke type of films. Um and made sure to portray black people in a very specific way. Tyler Perry has been criticized for portraying people, specifically black people, in a different way. And Spike Lee has been unafraid to speak out about that. But Tyler Perry named one of his sound stages after Spike Lee. So all of his sound stages are named after you know, these black movers and shakers in the entertainment industry that will likely never get their due credit with the Warner Brothers and the Paramount. And Spike Lee came. And Tyler Perry, you know, said that over the years, they've talked about that. And at the end of the day, you know, your haters (laughs) or whatever do nothing but motivate you. Absolutely. And all they did was motivate him. And and Tyler Perry, being a godly man that he is, that's why I say you can't take anything away from him. His heart is in the right place. He loves God. He lives his life in a very Christ like way where he believes in forgiveness and grace. And he's like, it does nothing for him to be in a bitter feud with Spike Lee. He respects what he has to say and say, you know what, we may do things differently. But you, Oscar winner now, Spike Lee, and me, first, you know, large studio from homeless to what he has now, we both have done some great things, and I wanna honor you. And I I loved that, and I think that's what it is. No matter, I know people who are like, I probably still won't ever watch a Tyler Perry like film or show or whatever, but like mad respect and support in any way possible and i love that tyler perry has not allowed that feedback and criticism over the years to stop him at all because he's still making money there are people who will watch Madea boo over and over (laughs) and then there are people who think that it is the most ridiculous thing ever but you can't mistake that he has identified who his demographic and target market is and it has helped him to become a billionaire so that's a lesson in that you have to know your niche Know your target market, continue to feed them the content, and that's all that matters.
1: And then turn your haters into fans and believers.
0: Yes. Or just turn them into your motivators because Spike Lee isn't necessarily still a fan of his work, but he believes in what he is doing in a sense. And so your haters can motivate you no matter if they ever end up liking what you're doing. Absolutely, so yeah, that was big. I think it was it's nice too that like he actually has a sign on the highway, like exit here for Tyler Perry Studios. and also the um the site that the studios are built on was like an old military base, but prior to that, it was basically you know a military base in the south you know, during the Civil War where we all know that fight was about, you know, um, slavery. And so just the, the, what that means to have a Black man have a studio on site that once was kind of the breeding ground to keep Black people as property and slaves um, is even more momentous. And he's like a lot of, Black Panther was already filmed at Tyler Perry Studios. Um, And then I just saw the news where the coming to America sequel and the bad boys three film are being filmed at the Tyler Perry studio as well too. So he's getting that
1: work. He is definitely getting that work and just amazing things are happening from that. And A lot of other people are getting work from it as well too.
0: Yes. Shout you out can't to hate. everybody cashing those checks.
1: Give me a check to cash.
0: <laughs> Bring him some <laughs> talent.
1: <laughs> I got some talent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bring him some talent. You saw this summer, remember that girl who took out a billboard? It was a woman who took out a billboard basically saying, Tyler Perry, hire me. And he addressed it on his Instagram, and a lot of people felt a kind of way about it, but he was like, audition. Do something. You have to do the work, you know, because this was an actress and she had maybe auditioned once, but she hadn't again. And she was trying to get his attention. But he's like, no, get my attention by doing the work, attending an audition, doing what you need to do, just like everybody else, you know, because I don't owe you anything just because you did something, you know, for social media fame, seemingly. And I respected the way he approached there, but I was like, oh, that's mean. I'm like, no, the man is running a business. You got to come in there and audition just like everybody else. Like you said, DeVal, he, you know, has been at this acting thing for a while and creating his own content and movies um, online to showcase that he has what it takes. So he didn't just land in Tyler Perry because he did you know, do what he needed to do to get the attention of somebody like that.
1: And the girl eventually did get hired because she did audition, Okay, been interviewed, I remember him being on, um, the real and they were asking him, they were like, did you know that this was her? He was like, I had no idea it was her. He was like, cause I didn't remember her. He was like, I just know that it was somebody talented that auditioned and that did extremely well. So I hired her. So, so I didn't even hire the, her for the billboard. I hired her for her talent and her, her skill. Right.
0: Right. She could have kept that money. Right. <laughs> Use wisdom, y'all. Exactly.
1: Use the wisdom.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry, a man doing God's work. And speaking of God's work,
1: <laughs> we got. Kind of- <laughs> kind of be out here doing the Lord's work. He is out here teaching folks that Jesus is king. Is he, though? Is mm. Is it the Lord's work? Is it a cult's work? <laughs> I don't think it's a cult. I really think that he has done something different than what anybody else has done. And because it's different, people have a hard time accepting it.
0: Okay, so, 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 so. What is he doing that's different? Let's break this down.
1: I think he's getting people who are not familiar with Christ, people who are not familiar with church, people who are fans of his, who have never been open to listening to Christian music to be open to that. That's what I, I see it as. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yep. What do you think is his motivation behind it? I think he has changed in his life. I think that he has honestly uh, gone through some type of transformation uh, and accepted Christ in his life, and he's moving forward with that. Although he has said said some crazy things and done some crazy things, I don't discount that. I think that mental illness is real, um, and Kanye has a mental illness.
0: Oh, so you mean crazy things like, and I quote, <laughs> if they throw in slave nets again, how about we all don't stand in the same place? This while he was at Howard University's homecoming, historically black college in Washington, D.C., surrounded by a lot of black people doing his Sunday service. Because as we recall, slavery was a choice per Kanye, Right. Per Kanye, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's he's saying this. This is a man who also referred to Donald Trump as his brother um, and that he did not vote, but that if he would have voted, he would have voted for Donald Trump. And he probably wears a MAGA hat. So I'm not in agreement with that at all. Um, now, I don't really believe in council culture because it is kind of like silly. Um, I also believe that um he has shared that he's been treated for bipolar, etc. He'll be on his meds, off his meds. It sounds like to me, whether he's on meds or off meds, he truly supports MAGA and Donald Trump, and he truly has these seemingly anti black feelings. And I get what he's saying about free will and free thought and not doing group think, but to say that like our ancestors, including his own were somehow responsible for this, you know, that even now we need to, you know, not be gathered together. Don't let the slave nets come. It's just a little like, wow. And I don't attribute that to mental illness. I contribute that to that is how he feels. And I feel a lot of people that are fans of his have a hard time accepting this because they like his music. And you don't want to accept that this guy could potentially be anti-Black and for a lot of things that Donald Trump stands for. Because if you then accept that, and he's also at the same time doing these Sunday services, which I fully agree are phenomenal. I grew up in church. I grew up in choirs. My mother is a singer. So I connect with the music. Um, he's also selling merch. You know, he's also a businessman and an entertainer. And so I listened to the album, Jesus is King. It's very original. A couple of the tracks are very moving. I personally do think he has been through a personal transformation to know Christ. But as we all know, a lot of people who claim to be Christians don't necessarily align with uh, everything that it means to be a Christian, meaning loving your neighbor um, and loving your brother and sister or else racism wouldn't exist. (laughs) And it does.
1: I I think that. Everybody in the world who, even if, if you are a Christian, every Christian falls at some point to a point where they're not 100% Christian. Nobody's 100% Christian. Everybody falls short. Nobody is perfect. Um, what he's saying is, I do believe it's crazy. Like, yes, you know, we didn't have a choice with slavery. That's insane for him to think that. For him to be a part of Donald Trump and call him a brother, that's his business. I don't follow that. I don't follow what he says about slavery. I think that those are in poor choice and poor taste. Um, but he also has a freedom to say and feel what he wants to feel. Do I have to accept that? Absolutely not. Do I have to put that as part of my Christianity? Absolutely not. Do but This I have goes to- back to
0: separating the art for the artist. And if you are still a supporter of his, as in there are people who saying what you're saying... But are like still buying the merch, still buying the album, still this, this, this. And it's like the whole reason that a lot of people believe in if an artist says or does something that they don't align with and where council culture comes from is that part of that is cutting off their platform, right? And so I think Chrisette Michelle is a perfect example of someone who did something in the same lane. She performed at the inauguration. She never said she supported Trump, etc. She actually said the opposite. But she did use that platform and opportunity. You ain't heard nothing from that girl. Y'all stopped attending her concerts. Y'all stopped supporting her music. The woman that been through a lot of personal life crisis, she also has mental illnesses and everything. You don't see the amount of support and people like, no, we still got to, she's this, 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 she's a talent. But Kanye is allowed to do and say to me worse than just her performing. And everyone is still, he's a genius. He's still this, this, this. We still got to support
1: him. Where was that support for Chrisette Michelle? Well, I never supported Kanye. I've supported Kanye in the past before all of this. Why well, I've purchased some of his al- earlier albums, I have not purchased anything since the '80s heartbreak. I've been done since then. So for me to support him is I, that's not something that I do. However, what I do do is I do listen to his music if, it, if it's on, or if I see it, do I follow the Sunday service? I follow the Sunday service, and I, I'll look at it if it's there. But I'm, I'm not talking gonna about out- the people who are supporting.
0: Anything. I'm talking about there are people who are supporting this but did not support Chrisette Michelle
1: and like Chrisette Michelle I mean I don't know I don't have an answer for that but I I do just because you just because you support Kanye and you don't support Chrisette Michelle doesn't mean that you might not have that same taste in music you might not have that same like I'm not talking about that
0: I'm talking about people who did like her before and then counseled her versus people who did like Kanye before counseled him, but then all of a sudden, no, he's back now. So when he came back with Sunday service, everybody was back on the train. When Chrisette came back, they weren't. I'm talking about what seems to be a huge disconnect, specifically as it relates to what a Black man can get away with and what a Black woman can't. There's a noticeable difference because Chrisette Michelle came out with a new project and nobody supported it. Yeah, Kanye came out with a new project and everybody is supporting it. And everybody is, even though you aren't supporting it, you are also part of the conversation of like, well, why it shouldn't be a bad deal. if Somebody does want to support it because he is a genius. He's this, this, this. You don't see that same level. The Mary Mary lady, Tina Campbell of Mary Mary came out and said that she voted for Donald Trump as well. And everybody was dragging her on Twitter. You know, her personal, she released a solo album, flopped. And Mary Mary isn't even doing music together anymore. Erica Campbell's like, I'm over here minding my own business, writing my books and doing my stuff. She's not even (laughs) connecting herself to her sister, you know? So I just think we let some people get away with stuff and we're very quick to excuse their behavior or whatever, but you don't sometimes see that same support for Black women. So that's what all I'm saying. The way that you are, why you said you're not purchasing anything, but you are, in a sense, defending a little bit this with him. I just wonder, would you defend the same with Tina Campbell and Chrisette
1: Michelle? If I believed in them the way that I believed this shift, if I supported them before and I was fans of their work, then yes, I would. But I've never been fans of their work like that. I've never been like, oh, my God, their music moves me to the extent of what uh, I've liked about Kanye in the past. So that's different for me. However, I think that, yes, there are different rules for men and there's different rules for women, but it's also different for what he has put out there and his status level. His status level is way above what theirs is, True. meaning that he has a higher reach um, and a higher level of fan base than Which what they have. Which makes what
0: he's saying even more dangerous.
1: I mean, it's dangerous <laughs> if you if you believe in it, and it's dangerous if you cannot tell the difference. Yes, it, it can be dangerous.
0: Yeah, but like you said, he's bringing people like you said, how he's bringing people to Christ that didn't know because of this music. Don't you think in the same way that that music, those comments that he said are swaying people too? And so that is, I think, what makes it a little more dangerous is that this is somebody with a platform who is going around to these different places. Yes, he is going to black places like Howard University and fellowships in Chicago and New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Atlanta. But then he's also going over to Salt Lake City and he's going to other places. He's going to be going down to Joel Osteen's church. You know, he is also going to Trump-supporting conservative type of places. And in a sense, just like Donald Trump goes to these rallies and livens up his base with this rhetoric, Kanye is doing that too. So what is he doing to bring people together, other than singing Jesus songs, because again, Christianity can't introduce people to Christ, but again, you have plenty of people all in the name of Jesus who still are racist, so I just don't see I have no problem with the album is great him being a christian, awesome, great, I am too, and i Kanye has always had God in his life. Let's not forget Jesus walks. And I was listening to some of his old stuff, and he's mentioned it. And so I do think he's had this very transformative thing. And I do think the way that he has chosen to um, remix, if you will, the music is very unique. And that doesn't surprise me because he's a very creative Person with what he's done with his work, so it's no surprise that he has found a way to do this with gospel music. Snoop Dogg put out a gospel album, and we talked about that, that on the podcast. Talked about, right? Yeah, I I am just not a fan of praising him for this, and that's what I see. Like, oh my God, it's so great what he's doing this, this, this. You know, because he's doing this, and at the same time, he's using that same platform and that same reach to also spew uh, MAGA um a a, a manga script as well so that's why i'm like no big whoop
1: i mean i i I get what you're saying but for anyone who can take someone who has never believed in christ before for someone who's never wanted that experience to come to jesus and have a different type of experience to be moved by the music to say i want to see what Christ is all about. So to have turn you heard testimonies Jesus of walks. that? Wait, wait, wait. To turn G- what he says with Jesus walks, to turn A- his goal was to turn atheists into believers. I mean, for that to happen, I don't know if that's necessarily happened, but I know that there are some people who have been exposed to this music and have had transforming relationships with Jesus. To me, that's amazing. Do we know that? I said, I don't know for that all to be true. However, I have seen and heard people say that they've had some different type of things going on with that and that they what have different had different type roots. of things. They started to, they've started to believe in Christ, that they've gone to more mm. services or, or they've joined, joined a church that they've done these different things. There've been people that have had different experiences that people now are more open. There are some people that are open. There are some people that just go just to hear the music. Yes, definitely. Right. There are some people that go because they love Kanye. Yes, definitely. But there are some people that are out there as well, too, that have a different type of experience. I have not heard that.
0: And I feel that that... I have not heard that. I feel that is what people want to believe. I have not heard that. I have not heard one testimony, if you will, of somebody who was an atheist and was following Kanye, but came to a Sunday service and now they are a Christian and turning their life over to Christ and doing all these positive things. If that is happening, awesome. But I am not hearing that. I think that is what you know we all want to believe. But it's just like I can attend an atheist event or a non-Christian event which I have because I have friends of different religions and not be impacted by it. But if I was there and you want to count me as a convert, great, but I'm not converting. Um, And so, you know, I think people are coming because it's Kanye. And I think he is exposing people to that. And I think it's yet to be seen what kind of transformative power that's going to have. And that's all I'm speaking of is that what is he doing with... The platform and the power that he has and it's just very like confusing when he to your point if you feel that somebody could come and have this transformative relationship and turn their life over to christ that also means somebody can come and turn anti-black or be a trump supporter and now we're gonna have this clown in the office for another four years because he's also saying those things at these events so that is why it's problematic to me, the Sunday services in general. The album alone is great. And the album, he does not even speak on politics or anything like that. You know, it's a solid, I would call it a Christian rap album. What was different to me about his album versus Snoop's is Snoop really like infused it as gospel. And a lot of people are arguing about Kanye's album because it wasn't put in the gospel category. It's categorized as hip-hop, you know, versus gospel, where Snoops was, you know, counted as gospel or whatever. He had a lot of gospel artists on there. Kanye's album is very much like some of his other music, but just with a Christian um, tone. It's clean. There's no cursing. You know, he's talking about his own personal experience. He's talking about wanting to be a better person. The album itself is solid and positive. If you can remove it from all the other negative comments that he makes, which is what it sounds like you, you know, have been able to do.
1: I mean, I think that every Christian has their struggles or every person has a struggle, whether they're Christian, whether they're non-Christian, everybody has their struggles and they have their demons that they have to deal with. And those are demons and struggles that he has to deal with that does not affect me in any way, shape, or form because I don't believe in what he's saying. I know how to separate who he is. But I don't think
0: it's a struggle or a demon. That's just what he believes. Well, to
1: me, I see it as a struggle if he believes that. I think it's crazy. He's 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 got struggles that he has to deal with. That's a struggle.
0: Sure. But I, I don't know. It it just, it just still feels, I, I, I don't know. I just, it just still continues to amaze me the amount of sympathy and excuses that people give a Kanye that I have not seen for other people. So I think what we're, what, what is playing out is, is a perfect example of patriarchy And I think we see this a lot with the church. And so now that he is under this, um, you know, kind of now church thing, you're you're seeing this play out. The the way that we make room for um, men at times to make mistakes and to struggle and to not be perfect. And we don't do the same for women. That's the that's what I that's the biggest thing I see with this, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's like coming out of it. And you think about it, like to just to get off Kanye to lighten it up a little bit to talk about Pastor Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go! Ooh, we right, we done fighting about Kanye now. Now y'all got y'all banter portion because clearly me and Renee don't agree. <laughs>
1: We, and we and we probably will never agree about Kanye. No, That's I'm fine. fine. We're we fine with, with each other.
0: We're fine with that. Don't y'all think that we mad at each other at all? At all. But please go to Twitter, <laughs> or Instagram, and do hashtag Pastor Wilson.
1: Uh, just to throw this out there, please. If this is not your flavor, <laughs> and you get offended by uh sexual content that you may want to stay away from this. That is our disclaimer. It
0: is not safe for
1: work. Right. But <laughs> at all.
0: Basically, a pastor just dropped a sex tape. And, <laughs> and the woman in the sex tape is not his wife. So this is hitting a little too close to home for me. So this pastor is in Texas. And I was actually texting one of my friends who's from Texarkana. So Texarkana, Texas is where this Pastor Wilson passes a church in Texarkana, Texas. He is seen in this video giving fellatio to a woman who is not Sister Wilson, <laughs> but that is a fellow member of the church. So I'm texting my friend and he makes a little like Pastor Wilson comment because the point I'm going I'm to make is that Everyone is laughing about it and like, yeah, I'm going to give you that Pastor Wilson, this, this, this. And as we stated, what if that was Sister Wilson? What if that was Sister Wilson giving a BJ to Deacon
1: Willis? Was she- Everybody to be all up in arms and having a heart Thank attack you. about it. Thank having you. two situations and circumstances about it because it was a woman that did this and now she it's she Sister Wilson was- in the hall she would be
0: a harlot she would be a jezebel she would have to step down from her church do you know where pastor wilson was the next sunday after this all went viral i'ma tell you where because my homeboy is from the city and he went to school with pastor wilson's kids he knows the woman in the video he knows the church he said he was at church on sunday preaching with his wife by his side And he said that it was more female women in the church than it was the Sunday before.
1: (laughs) And he also claimed that it wasn't him as well, too. Like, he pulled an Eddie Murphy. It wasn't me.
0: Sure. Even though we see your face right there.
1: (laughs) Right. All the camera.
0: No, but my point is, same thing. In the church, pastors that are men are able to overcome sex scandals easily. I was involved with the church where... The pastor was involved in a sex scandal, no never sat down, never whatever. Matter of fact, people blame the woman because she released photos. They were talking about she was the devil. now he the a grown man pastor with a wife. He's the one that's supposed to be accountable to God. um the and whole, so the you, whole church the whole church, but we are so quick to, you know, Hallelujah, it's okay, and so I think. In a way, Kanye, I just, I don't know. It's just interesting because it's just like one way it seems to get black people back is you attach Jesus to something, make it churchy, and they are very quick to forgive you. And all of your scandal and sin is went away. Um, And so for him to come back off the heels of slavery is a choice, TMZ drama, mean Donald Trump, y'all... Keep seeming to forget the man was shaking his hand in the Oval Office with the MAGA hat on. Like, when he came back, he came back with Sunday services. And, you know, so you see this kind of interest back into everybody was wearing bring the old Kanye shirts back. Everybody had counseled them. Everybody. We talked about it on our podcast. Oh, absolutely. So he came back, brought a little Jesus with him, and all is forgiven for some people. Again, you don't see that with women. And so all I would ask is, I'm not saying that Kanye should be banned. I'm not saying that, you know, you should be um, ashamed of yourself if you still listen to his music, nothing like that. All I'm saying is the same grace and forgiveness that we want to have for him and the same way that we want to still acknowledge his musical genius and the talent that he has in spite of his connection to Donald Trump, we should apply the same to others, specifically Black women who have done the same exact
1: things. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. That doesn't bother yeah. me. Like, I If I like your music, I'm going to listen to it, period, at the end. That doesn't mean that I'm going to support it. It just means that if it's on and I'm going to jam out to it, all right, but... That doesn't mean I'm going to go buy it. That doesn't mean that I'm going to share it. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, oh my God, this is the best music on the face of this earth. Just means that I'm going to enjoy it when I hear it.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, and I think that's what everyone else should do. And that's what somebody else was like, okay, let's bring back Chrisette. (laughs) We can do all this. Like let's, let's bring her back. Y'all, they were like, y'all, it's time we uncounsel her uncounseled chrisette uncounseled mary mary like think of all these other people we counseled in the name of something similar let's bring them back
1: how about we just stop canceling people altogether?
0: i agree now that we can't agree in. i don't like counsel culture and i think we've talked about that on the podcast so mm-hmm. let's just all be about grace and forgiveness and loving each other and moving on In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Speaking of moving on, as we wrap this up, we got a couple of couples that seem to be moving on. In the name of hashtag black love, what is happening?
1: Black no love
0: now. I know. So your girl, Niecy Nash, told us a BJ a day keeps the divorce away.
1: Well, I guess she wasn't living up to her end of the bargain. I'm a big fan of hers, but maybe that was what happened. If those are her words, maybe that's what didn't happen. I don't know. I wasn't in their household. I'm just saying.
0: Yes. So, Niecy Nast has announced her and her husband, Jay Tucker, are separating. So, per her Instagram press release, she says, We believe in the beauty of truth. Always have. Our truth is that in this season of our lives, we are better friends than partners in marriage. Our union was such a gorgeous ride. And as we go our separate ways now, we feel fortunate for the love we share, present tense. Thank you all out there for your support of us as a couple over the last eight years. We are grateful. And she turned the comments off. (laughs) Now, sis, listen.
1: How do you feel about this? Be- I feel like if you're going to be public with your relationship um, and showing it off and out there and you're open to comments at that point, you need to be public with everything else. Mm. You can't go from turning it on to turning it off. Mm. You're out there and you're in front of everybody and you are putting your relationship out there. You're saying hashtag black love. Okay. You're out there. You were like on the boat, black love. Live- TV you show. You got to live it through from the beginning to the end, sis.
0: She was on the Black Love TV show. Right. You got a book. Um, I have to find this on my bookshelf, but her book is something like, you can't fight when you're naked. Uh, <laughs> Be naked and don't fight. Let me Google it. <laughs> Get on the Google girl. Oh, Lord. Basically, get your, it's hard to fight naked. I knew I was close. And all of these things you pull up to her, secrets to a happy marriage, this, this, this. And, you know, she recently, just as in, I think earlier this summer at Essence Fest, was giving marriage advice and telling us the key to a happy home. So you wonder what happens. And to your point, I've often heard people say, um the people that's the most out front, the people that's the most whatever are the ones that sometimes are really struggling because sometimes they're putting all that out there to try to convince themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they're in a happy relationship.
1: Absolutely.
0: I, um, yeah, I do. I think if you're going, so, I mean, I'm glad she put the post out because to your point, you know, if you put it all out there, we want to know everything. But I guess too, a lot of people were already speculating and she felt she had to say something. Um, But you know, this is why a lot of people believe in privacy. Um, I being one of them and I'm trying to find this post, but it says something to the effect of date in private, live in private, you know, celebrate your wins in private, you know, so that when something does go wrong, you can heal and grieve in private, you know. Um, and so many people are putting like everything out there. And then you find yourself like having to, dang, I know they are gonna wonder why I ain't posting my man, why I ain't doing this. <laughs> I gotta
1: say something. And for the folks that follow the hashtag relationship goals, stop. There's no such thing as a relationship goal because every relationship is different. You don't know the struggles that they go through behind the scenes because all that they're doing is showing you their highlight reel. Yeah. Like every relationship has some type of issue or situation going on um, at some given time. Relationships are not perfect, they are hard work that you have to put the effort into to make it successful. And you are only seeing what they do on the outside. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So stop looking at this relationship gold crap and leave it alone. Move on. Well,
0: but to that point, though, do you think it's fair for the people that are posting it? Because at the end of the day, she, she stuck it in our face. You know, she put it in our face um i'm your goal this is what you should do so you know sometimes people shouldn't even do that it's great to celebrate you know it's just like yeah i may want to and me you know this because i'm like okay i'm gonna text y'all this picture of us because it ain't gonna ever be on social media you know (laughs) um but there are moments where yeah you may want to like oh this is a cute picture i want to celebrate it's our anniversary and this 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 You know, and and somebody may decide to make you a goal. But I think when you are telling people, make me your goal, which I feel like Niecy Nash did a little bit of that. You know, this was her second marriage. It was all about how I got it right this time. This, this, this. But one of my friends had me laughing because they were like, huh, Sherry Shepard, you know, because very similar to Sherry Shepard's husband. I don't really know what Nisi Nas husband did for a living.
1: Oh, he I just heard the other day he was the engineer. Okay. That's what okay. we're gonna see. Okay. Well I'm
0: gonna back off that then. Because okay. He he got a career then. Because mm-hmm. I know that was like the big thing with Sherry Shepard, too, is like as she blew up and this, 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 it was kinda like, Well girl, what did you think? You got a bomb that was just, you know, um I would be interested to hear. I mean, they did truly seem very happy and she obviously felt that, which is why she did feel comfortable giving advice and writing books. So it would be interesting to know, was he a different person behind the scenes and she was keeping that from us or did she just make a decision? Was there infidelity? I'm on
1: a way more tea. My thing is if you're making yourself relationship goals, then I believe that you should also stick it out. Like mm-hmm. work through, and maybe they did. I don't know. I'm not in their relationship, but I'm just saying if your relationships go goal, relationship goals, stick it out, work it out, try and make it work. And that's relationship goals to me. Relationship goals to me is the people who have the highlight reel, but also show you that there are struggles and that there are hard times as well, too. And that, But they're going to stick through it to work through it. Um, some things can't, not everything can be worked out. I do realize that. Yeah. However, there you know, you have to at least try.
0: There were some people who, you know, whenever it was posted on other sites, made those exact comments. It was, dang, do people stay together anymore? You know, what about working it out, um, et cetera? Because you're like, wow, if the love, was that great? You know, could they not find an opportunity to work things out? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's all remains to be seen. And then also Solange, Solange and her husband are not are divorced. Talk about privacy. They are already divorced. Um, after five years of marriage, she says that they split um, earlier this year. Um, so what do you think about that one? I'm going to pull up her little Instagram press release as well.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, she's a very private person. I don't really, she didn't really put out there that she was relationship goals. Uh, I mean, she did put out her wedding out there and that this was like her love and Everybody loved those wedding
0: photos, the little shot with the bridesmaids.
1: Everybody was recreating that. Exactly. Um, So I don't think that she necessarily put it out there that way, but I think that, you know, people saw her as goals. So she says, 11 years ago, I met a
0: phenomenal man who changed every existence of my life. Early this year, we separated and parted ways. And though it ain't nobody business, I find it necessary to protect the sacredness of my personal truth and to live it fully just as I have before and will continue to do. It is unfair to not have power of your own story as you shape and mold and rewrite it yourself. A nigga ain't perfect, but I'm leaning into the fear of the unknown and all the glory and power I know exists within God and the universe. grace. And she left the comments open. So I think that she was just like, listen, we are, it's over. It's been over. I did it, but I know y'all going to say, just like what Renee said, girl, you put us in the business. We want to know. So she's like, I'm telling y'all and I'm open to feedback, but make no mistake. I'm already moved on. So they said that the reason that she had to release her statement is because she already got a new boo.
1: Oh yeah, they got pictures too. Uh huh. I haven't seen the pictures, but I've I've read that they have pictures.
0: Yeah. So that's A- allegedly. An- allegedly, reportedly, but so that's the other thing is that like, uh, you don't feel like you have to, but you know that if you don't tell people that you have split from your person, then now this new man is going to be seen as the home wrecker. Or you will be, mm. or rather, going back to what I discussed earlier, since the woman is always the bad one, she'll be seen as the Jezebel. She knows her man. Mm-hmm. Oh, versus the man. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying they had a significant age difference. He is 56 years old Um, and Salon just like 35, 36. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a 20 year age difference there and wondering what that impacted as well, too. But you never know. I have never been married before. I know you have. And then, like you said, like sometimes you can work it out and sometimes you can't. But I think most people, their intention is forever. I don't think anybody truly takes that step and puts their love out there and celebrates it in that way if they didn't intend to be with that person forever so it's really sad to watch that come down um I didn't really follow Solange much in her relationship but I will say that Niecy Nass for me definitely was like wow you know it, that seemed very solid so
1: yeah. yeah that was surprising and I wish you know all of the people the best of luck but just know for the people out there who look at relationship goals is that relationships are hard work. Like it's a, it's a full time job. And if you're not willing to put in the work, then don't do it.
0: And most people aren't like you say, marriage is even more work. Trying to be in just a regular relationship is hard work too. And you know, I'm experiencing that and it is, you have to think about, okay, at the end of the day, you are bringing two humans together who have lived lives who have own set of ideal ide- ideals and values where your values should really be more com- compatible but at the end of the day you're two humans trying to interact with each other <laughs> you know and there's always going to be conflicts and can you work through these conflicts Or are you going to just continue to like keep running into relationships and ending them and starting them over, ending them and starting them over? You know, I think that's why a lot of people say like it's worth it to just try to work through it because there's always going to be a point where maybe you're not happy, you know, um, because of something. And I found this quote um, and I'm going to find it. It was in a XL Nicole article um about relationships and I think it was from the perspective of somebody just kind of like going through a difficult time in their relationship but it says life goes in phases and finding a good life love work balance is tricky at any time if you are finding that yours is currently out of whack it will help to stay positive and constructive with your partner find perspective by looking at the larger picture and stay healthy by relying on yourself to find fulfillment until a longer term solution can be found. So I think I saved that because I think that's true. Like, especially if you're in the midst of a fight with your partner or going through like a difficult time, it's like, okay, is this something that I think can be worked through? You know, therefore that's what leads to a separation or divorce. Or is this something that, I feel we can like work through it and let me look at the bigger picture. Most people that have been married for 35, 50 years always share hard times, infidelity, financial crises, mental health crises, sicknesses that got in the way. But overall, they made some sacrifices and worked through that in order to stay together and come out better on the other side. So mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not easy at all
1: at all believe you me
0: (laughs) so I mean shout out to everyone in the good fight to stay together because I do think it's worth it I do think in our culture now we can be so quick to bounce to the next you know um, and you know you just it's okay if you have if your values and your belief system says I want to stay and work it out I don't think anybody should be It's just like when you hear women who forgive a partner for infidelity and people, "Uh uh-uh, ain't no way. I don't think you should shame women for that. Even if it's not my personal choice to forgive for that level of infidelity or whatever that person is, you can't, you know, shame this woman for loving her partner and accepting his forgiveness and working through things.
1: And then also too, you never know what you'll do until you put in that in that same position. Yeah. So you could say all day long is that's crazy. I would never do that. But until you're in that the person's shoes and you've taken a walk in them, don't ever say what you won't do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Turn your lemons into lemonade, like Beyonce did, and get your band,
1: and then get some gin and make it a martini. <laughs>
0: Now, that's a perfect way to end today. I think we'll have a cocktail after this. (laughs) All right. Well, we are happy to be back with you all. And um, now that we're back, give us a shout out on iTunes Review if you really enjoyed this podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, go back and listen to some of our episodes from the last few seasons. And so you can catch up on all what Renee and me toy nicole are about so where can they find us on social media renee
1: they can check us out on ig and they can also check us out on facebook beauty's banter
0: so shout us out there give us your comments what do you think about kanye and jesus is king um do you have relationship goals and how does it impact you when one of your favorite couples splits? Did you have a hot girl summer or are you chilling like us? <laughs> um, are you trying to a hot girl semester? Like what's going on with yeah, that? Yeah. Shout out to all our uh, beauties that are in school right now. So how are you balancing all of that? So let us know too, some things you'd like for us to talk about um, on future episodes and We will see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.